Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Prompt Us is a production of iHeartRadio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Prompt Us podcast. We are so excited that you're here to learn with you and to grow with you today. My name is Gabriel, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Chad and Zach. Zach has a prompt for us again today, and both Chad and I don't know what it is. He's just surprising us with this one. We do this every now and then. He's surprising us with a prompt, and we're just going into it. Give it to us, baby. Sorry. So we, we, we all wanted to lean towards the business one. This is, this is linked, and I think I, I really want your opinion on it. Anyway, here's the prompt. Mm-hmm. I'm getting sidetracked already, and we haven't even started. You're trying to justify here's the, the prompt. prompt. Just say it. <laughs> I don't need to justify this prompt. The prompt is how to manage finances in a relationship. Ooh. And another one is all about money living uh, like in marriage. How do, you, uh, yeah, how do you manage money together? Handling, what I want to do, I want to add a twist, right? Yep. Oh, how here we go. Do dude, dude, a classic, you... a classic twist. Oh, my god! <laughs> if you didn't see that, I just, I just did the whoa. I did the yeah. whoa. Whoa. So, yeah, I want to add a twist. How do you do that when you're a freelancer or your partner's a freelancer? Because I think that's where we can talk about... When I say freelancer, I mean, you don't work a typical nine to five. Mm-hmm. Maybe you 
you're a creative or um, you work contract, whatever it may be. I want to kind of dive into that because that's a fresh challenge for Chelsea and I right now where she mm. works her, her gig and then I'm doing creative freelance. So I've got to work at nighttime. How do you manage your finances in that dynamic? How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds like a flipping good prompt. And a part of me wishes I was prepared for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think there's a few different directions we can go in. Okay. And I think one of those directions... Do you want to do you want to like lay out these directions, pick a few verticals, and then we can kind of touch on each area? I'm here for that. Let's go. Let's add some Holy structure dude, to it. That sounded complex. So, dude, no, no, no. Let's add some structure to it. Yeah, because everyone knows you need a little bit of good structure if you're trying to do the a good financial hustle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, I think oh, a little system. I think one of, of the first here. things would be that we all have an inappropriate relationship with money. Like we mm -hmm. all do, we all come from different Ooh. backgrounds. We all have a very unique understanding of money and some of them are really good. Some of them aren't really good. Mm -hmm. They're all just very unique. And so one of the first things you want to know is just understand that you're like, mm -hmm. you're coming from a unique background because finance is not taught in school unless you're in one of those really, you know, nice private schools mm -hmm. or you're studying strictly business in yeah. college. So, so, so let's go rich dad, poor dad here. Yeah. What is a healthy view of money how mm -hmm. should we view yep. money yeah heck yeah as do you a want, tool yeah yeah do you want me to explain yeah go ahead bit? okay yeah. yeah so as you said Dude, you dropped it a tool basically it is you a lot of people view money as its own type of thing mm -hmm. compared to everything else yeah where money it's 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 a thing like everything else it's a form of trade yeah you know what i mean like mm -hmm. Everything has a set of value and we've just decided like as a society and culture and with the economy and all those things that a $10 bill has the value of a $10 bill. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then that translates to what can you buy for 10 bucks? Well, I, I mean, know, like anything now, a small Lego set or something. <laughs> I love that. That's where Gabe goes. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying that in this, in a similar way, it is a thing that, okay, guys, come on. Dude, that's, that's awesome. I'm not mad. I just think that that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, on the other side of that door right over there is just a closet of Legos. Yeah. That are more My than $10. Collection that are, yeah. They're more than $10. Sorry guys. Hate to brag, but like <laughs> I have a lot of Legos, so watch out. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, where where the heck was I? Yeah. So money is is basically it's a tool to be able to accomplish things. And what are the things that you're accomplishing? Are they healthy things or unhealthy things? Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, did you just drop the mic right there? Well, not, not that I dropped the mic. I mean, I feel like we can dive into it a little more. Yeah. Uh, specifically, do you, you, yeah. you want to bring some more clarity to it? Yeah. I don't, I just want to like throw this out there. Should we, I know that, I know that we're like already five minutes in, but should we change the prompt to how to build a healthy relationship with money? It's up to you. I don't know. Maybe that's one of the verticals. I, I, well, okay. I think we need to. I just feel like my prompt was so convoluted. That's why I'm like, no, 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 no. I think, I think the start of the prompt that you gave is mm -hmm. you need, you need to be on the same page of how you view finances, yep. which is <clears> what I are they for? Like, what yeah. is the purpose of them? Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? So That's cool. as long as you feel good with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's developing that mm -hmm. and then, and then you move on to the next step of how to use light, utilize that by yourself within relationships and stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm having a good effect on Gabe. Why? Cause like he kind of poked fun a little bit about me being so into the theory of it, 
but like that's where I always start, right? Yeah, is yeah, like yeah. whenever there's a question, like okay, let's get let's let's think big picture here. Mm-hmm. What what is our relationship with money, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like I love that. <laughs> and now Gabe's just like, yeah, that's awesome. What's Great. the theory behind yeah. it first? <laughs> I um oh my god I, I loved what you were saying though Gabe about like just money is a tool and I had an, a very inappropriate relationship and view on money my entire life to mm-hmm. where money was going to be my salvation money was going to be my ticket out of hardship money was going to be the way that I no longer have to have stress in my life and that's that's really inappropriate mm-hmm. and I I used the word inappropriate I guess I could say wrong but for me I needed to realize that money comes and goes and I'm not going to allow my happiness or my joy be dictated by something that's so, um, what's fickle. The word? yeah, fickle, mm-hmm. you know, it comes and it goes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's almost like, I love this quote that if you own something and you can't let it go, you don't own it. It owns you. Mm-hmm. And so for mm-hmm. me, I was holding money so tightly that this is going to solve all my problems. Mm-hmm. Right. And it doesn't, it honestly sometimes creates more problems. Mm-hmm. You know, and so for me, I just would love to make sure that we're all like, I mean, did you grow up with a healthy view on money, Gabe or Zach? How about you? I, I did. I mean, Zach, do you want to, do you want to take it first? Then I can give my experience. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've talked about in a few podcasts before, Mm -hmm. just my view on money and everything you're saying is like something I've learned in the last like few years. And Mm -hmm. and I think it's awesome that we are publicly saying this stuff because if even one person is impacted by what we're saying, that's like a game changer, right? Mm -hmm. Because for so long, I like believed the lie that like you're saying, Gabe, and like you mentioned, Chad, as well, like money was valued so much more, right? Because think of what it could do for you. Think about the things it can do. And it wasn't until I think it's Rich Dad poured out, right? When he's like, um, money is nothing. Money's just like a piece of paper until your hand holds it, right? Until mm-hmm. the hand receives it. It's like money's worth nothing. It's actually what value you add onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I definitely overvalued it. Like, well, hey, that's going to help me do this. It's going to help me. Uh, if I make enough money from music, then I can do music forever. But it's mm-hmm. like, no, there's so many things in between that actually need to occur before that happens. But yeah, definitely not a good <laughs> relationship with money for a while. Yeah, for, for me, my experience, and I think I had, I've explained this before, um, my, I mean, my view on money wasn't specifically that of like, oh, this is a tool to use in the marketplace to trade and stuff. Like it wasn't that, level of like how Literally. this is how the economy works and stuff um but it was i i think i had an a relatively unselfish view towards it because my parents had a rule in our family that all all the money that we got for like christmas or birthdays the, like gifts basically that's when mm-hmm. or for chores and stuff it's like, like the three ways of getting money as a kid is like chores yeah. uh birthdays, birthdays and christmas yeah whenever we would make that money we would tithe, first tithe ten percent, mm-hmm. first fruits to God. Then um, we put the, what we had left was fifty percent. We would save, and fifty percent we got to use to spend on whatever, on whatever cool. we wanted. Yeah. So that was ever since I can remember, that was the rule in our house. So I grew up always tithing ten percent and saving. And then, dude, I remember I was like a teenager, and all of a sudden, like we, you know, we have like money left over and we'd give it to my mm-hmm. my dad or whatever and they would put it in the bank account and like i i remember having i, I forget how much it was but it was it was either like over a thousand or maybe like two thousand dollars that i all of a sudden had as like a teenager that i had saved up because of mm-hmm. like you know an extra 40 bucks here 20 bucks there mm-hmm. for a different birthday or 
whatever that I was able to save, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that from that age, when you kind of see that at a young age, you kind of realize the importance of saving and like playing ahead mm-hmm. or planning for the future, yep. you know, because you kind of realize like, oh, wait, because I did this for so long, this was the result. Yeah. And so often we're just, you know, when we talked about in the habits one, like building habits, mm-hmm. you're building habits on how to deal with money when you're a kid, when you get mm-hmm. paid for chores, when you get mm-hmm. paid for all this stuff. And if you don't have, if, you know, and, and that's like, I, I give so much credit to my parents for really like implementing that rule because I got to build these healthy habits with my finances early on that I wasn't. I wasn't scared to continue those same habits as an adult when I got my first paycheck and stuff like that. Yeah. So I guess to bring that back full circle, I think it's just great for our audience to hear that we all have different experiences with money. We all have a different relationship with money. And so as we bring our relationships with money into a relationship where we're going to talk about money we have to be very delicate and careful because money is such a sensitive thing. You know, people get so weird and they talk about like net worth or mm-hmm. how much money is your bank account and all this stuff because it is kind of private. And I think it's because here in the West, we attach so much self-worth into your self-worth. Yeah. And so mm. I think that I explained that before too, that you mm-hmm. have to really separate your identity from finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, your, your value as a human being is completely yeah. separate mm-hmm to your value in the marketplace. Absolutely. There is a value that people have, and I'll reiterate this, there is a value people have in the marketplace, but that doesn't change your value as mm-hmm. be you being you. Yeah. Like maybe you have this skill set and stuff mm-hmm. and you know, or you went to co- college and got a master's in whatever it is and you're getting paid a certain salary because that's just the value that you have based on yeah. what you bring to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But that's different than your value as a human being and yep. who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you because it's like that quote that I shared about Jeff Bezos whenever he was like the richest man in the world. And mm-hmm. and basically they were like, how do you feel about this? You know, like, you know, give us all your wisdom. And he's just like, you know, I don't feel this percentage smarter because if I took a 20% hit on myself, uh, on my net worth, I wouldn't feel 20% dumber, mm-hmm. you know? And so I even even the wealthiest people are not attaching their worth to their net worth, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I, but I, so I think that it's really important to know all those things because you want to approach the conversation as you talk about money in your relationship, because it's going to be very private and people were taught great tips or people were taught really bad tips. And so I, I know that when Tori and I started talking about money, it was hard for me to admit that I had a spending problem because for Mm. me, because I didn't grow up around a lot. And, and let me tell you, my parents did the best they, they could. And also my parents did exponentially better than their parents did. And mm. so, you know, there's, there's, mm. there, you know, there's that social generational, generational growth. growth. Mm-hmm. And so, but um, for me, I learned how to operate with a very little, like, cause mm-hmm. I, because I grew up around it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I started modeling and making a little guacamole some of that cash dude i can't some of that sweet sweet <laughs> cash the, the nectar <laughs> oh my gosh I, no but oh i dude i i remember when i first started modeling and i earned a good bit of money i took a two-month vacation did you really how stupid was that you have any idea how stupid that was <laughs> two-month vacation? two-month vacation i went to new york dude. for a while and i went to la for a while dude that's so much longer than this this two-minute ad 
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. It's I'm, probably not even two minutes, honestly. I, I'm equally impressed still as I am a little let down. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry I had to do it. Anyway, Chad, you were saying. Yeah, and so. You took a two-month vacation. And so I had to share my bad spending habits. And, you know, because then you have to kind of, you know, because money is so personal, you, you want to make sure that the person that you're coming into relationship with has a good respect for it and, and mm-hmm. doesn't and has similar financial goals as you do. Because, mm-hmm. and you know, not to make everything about money, but this episode is all about it, right? She wanted to make sure that I wanted to be generous with the money mm-hmm. I earned. Mm-hmm. She wanted to know that I wanted to save and prepare for our future children. Mm-hmm. You know, she wanted to see these different things. And all she saw was, uh, you know, a, a quote unquote single guy because, you know, I wasn't married, mm-hmm. you know, 
taking trips, you know, buying nice backpacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tr- oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. I had to give Gabe and I a little call out for that because we bought some nice backpacks. Yeah. Cause we were like but... talking about it and we were like, Oh, this is so sick. And we were like geeking out about these cool backpacks and we ended up buying them. Yeah. And both of our wives were like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. It was, it was stupid. But anyways, oh and so, gosh. you know, I had to be, I, I had to kind of prepare myself to realize that like, as you come into a relationship, like your money is not your own. Mm-hmm. You know, what's mine is yours, you know? Well, it's the same as, as your talents, like we've talked about. It is given to you to steward from God. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a resource that God has given you, like your talents, like your personality, like your location, like all these things, where you are at in life and what you have is a resource that you can utilize or, or kind of like mm-hmm. throw to waste. Yeah. And so... um before Tori and I got engaged, is a funny quick story. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of had this rule where I wanted to be out of debt by the time we got married, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it, you don't need to do that. If you're listening, you don't need to do that. But mm-hmm. that was just something personally because I think I was so bad with money for so long. And then a very close friend of mine named Bruce reached out and he helped just change my entire financial future. Mm-hmm. Thank God for Bruce, right? But um, I was sure. at one point like, like, Sixty to seventy thousand dollars in debt. A portion of that, around eighteen, was in credit card debt, and the rest was in student loans. That's wild, dude. And wild. I carried balances, and you know, even whenever I signed up for student loans, and we can talk about that in another episode. Mm-hmm. I did. I didn't even know what I was signing up for, but it, it was on me. My name's on the paper, mm-hmm. so I got to pay it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so for me, I was just like, you know what? I almost want to prove it to myself that I can be better with money and and make good decisions. And so I was like, all right, I want to. I want to get out of debt by the time we would get married. And I asked my wife, like what her timeline is to get married. And my now wife, I asked, mm-hmm. I asked my girlfriend, it's like, you know, what's your timeline? She's like, I'm not trying to wait around. So I was like, I better double down on paying down this debt. And so I reached out to my friend, Bruce, who's now my accountant and got a lot of advice. And I remember I had this job in uh, Wisconsin. Um, uh, I don't remember the small city it was in. I had a job, a modeling job in Wisconsin and I asked him, I was like, I was getting ready to buy her engagement ring. But it was a, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good chunk of money. It's like, I've, mm-hmm. I've never spent that much money before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only just allowed myself to rack up debt more than, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know, which is hilarious, <laughs> right? And so I, uh, I messaged him. I said, hey, here's my car loan and here's my student loans. These are the only loans I have. How do I look? Can I afford to buy a ring for her? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I got good news, bad news. Good news is your car is in great shape. You're, you're going you're gonna to end up having equity in your car, but your student loans you're going to owe an additional like 15,000 in interest over your loan repayment period. I'm like, what? I was like, what does that mean? He's like, that means that as you pay it back, you're going to pay an additional 15 K on your loan over the life of the life of the loan. Yeah. Interest an additional 15. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do I do about it? He's like, can you pay it off? And I was like, maybe (laughs) I was like, maybe, you know, like I don't want to anyways. So he's like, if you can do it. And so we did that. And then I, but I told my wife, I told Tori that my girlfriend at the time, Mm -hmm. but I had already like bought the ring and she didn't know. Mm. Like, I mean, I was, I was going to pay off the loans and buy the ring. Gotcha. And so she didn't know I did that. And I told her like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't, Mm. like I would, there was things (laughs) I wanted to do with this money, you know, wink, wink, Mm -hmm. you know, but I had to pay off my student loans and all that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, awesome. You Wait, know. so you were able to pay it off in one from money you had saved. You were able to pay it off in one. Yep. Dude, that's, that's huge wow, yeah. to be able to that's do that. Massive. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, see, but, like on one side of the coin, you had the dip on the other side, you were still being mm. smart and saving. 
and not yeah. just blowing it all. Yeah. That like when when I guess rubber hit the road and you were like, okay, what am I gonna do in this situation? Mm-hmm. You like made the call to pay it off. Really yeah. Quick. But it was only with the advice and counsel of others. Mm-hmm. It was only with that. Yeah. I I was huge into Dave Ramsey. I was listening to every podcast mm-hmm. every day. You know, I was yeah. doing the debt free screams with everybody. I was listening to all the different podcasts. I was, you know, I was reading the books. I and was you doing, weren't even paying off your student loan debt. Well, I, I was, I was making good payments, but. Oh, it was, you were just doing the payment thing. I was just doing the yeah, payment yeah. thing. You weren't like trying to actively get ahead of the payment schedule. Yeah. And, yeah. but I, I, I was, I was making double payments and I thought mm-hmm. I was doing a good job, but it turns out like 80% of that payment was going to interest. 80% it was wow. a, they were like subsidized loans or uns- there, there's a there's a, a type of loan that once you take the loan in college it starts accruing interest right then no and bro wow. I didn't understand that stuff anyways for me it was really important for me to not only tell myself that I can build a good financial future for myself but I can also I want to I want I want the person I'm going to be with to see that too I wanted to see I can be responsible, mm-hmm. you know, because guess what? The speaking of being responsible, I, I'm like legit. Once you said that, I just feel like we need to encourage people listening right now. If you have student loan debt, know the student loan debt that you got. Like, do that research yeah. that Chad. Yeah, yeah. Had I didn't to do unfortunately it. find out after the fact that like, yeah, he got a whatever it was like forty something thousand dollar loan mm-hmm. or whatever the number was. But he had an additional 15k that he had already racked up and would continue to have to pay mm-hmm. over the years. Like that's huge to yeah. know, like what your loan is and what the interest is doing to that and how much you're gonna have to yeah. pay and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, do that homework. I'd really encourage you to, to do that. Yeah, and do that before you start investing your money. Because mm-hmm. for me, I had some money yeah. in the market, mm-hmm. and here I here I am have two thousand dollars in a Robinhood in a Robinhood account, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> making seven yeah. percent growth. And I'm losing 16% off of $44,000 every mm. single month. Like, where's the math there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't taught that, you know? Anyways, where was I? I was, I was talking about being responsible, right? Yeah, yeah, and you're talking about, like, when you told Tori and everything. Like yeah, that. and for me, I, I really wanted to show that I could be responsible. Gosh, where was I going with that? I remember what I was going to say, boys. You remember it? I got I, it. Before I completely. Dude, don't worry. I, I love the interruptions because we're all building each other mm-hmm. up. You know, mm-hmm. I love it. And so, but anybody got to guess what the second leading cause of divorce is? Finances. Money problems. Mm-hmm. Mo money, mo problems. What's the, what's the first? Uh, cheating. Oh. Dude, you know, like home wow. renovations is like number three or four or something like that. No way. Yeah, like home home renovations. Oh the stress it causes your relationship is insane. No and way. So I'm actually now now that we're getting into this topic, 26 minutes in, I'm just like, oh baby, let's let's buckle up and let's talk about this because the the issues that money problems cause relationships is devastating. Oh, it's huge. I mean, mm. it's the same as as you've been explaining this and then talking mm. about specifically about your relationship and stuff like that. Like Jess and I went through that as well of understanding what our views are of money and then what we want to do with money once mm-hmm. we receive it. And like what are just the whole, the whole thing it's, it goes back to like having that purpose in common in your relationship because mm-hmm. you need to both be on the same page, going in the same direction, mm-hmm. fighting on the same, like you're on the same team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you want to be just like both understanding of where your money's going, what you're doing with it, how mm. you're using it, and and just completely like yeah. aligned. Because mm-hmm. it may not scare you right now, 
like whenever you're just deciding who's going to pay for dinner or where you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. But when you're making decisions on where you want to live or where you want to send your children to school or what kind of car that you want to drive or how you want to invest your money or how much debt you actually have at the moment when you're dating, like that's something you need to know before you get into a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's so great that you were talking about that with Tori before you went, before you even like you were having those financial conversations about the debt you had and how you're trying to pay it off and the strategy that you were using Mm -hmm. that was showing her intentionality Mm -hmm. in you investing in your future together. Yep. You know what I mean? And and building those habits early. Like that's something you have to be honest about. Because yep. imagine getting into a relationship and you not being honest about the debt that you have. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're like $60,000 in loan debt is now their burden also. And yep. you weren't even honest about it. You just threw that baggage on the table yep. right after you're married. And now that's just like yep. part of the deal. And you weren't even honest. Like yep. that's huge. You got to be open and honest about that stuff. Yeah. Like lay it out on all, all on the table. Yeah. And, and I mean, I come from the background. Um, I come from the background where like, I'm really big on having a joint bank account. Like that's it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't play the it's game like, of separate bank accounts. I don't, I don't, I don't play that game. And, but I've had to even take it a quick step further where because of things that my wife went through regarding her family and some money things, mm-hmm. I now have to be so protective to make sure that she sees what's going on financially. And she, mm. she makes sure that she feels secure mm. because of different baggage with, with her own life. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, there's, it's such a touchy subject. And I think it's, it's good for us to have these conversations about like how we can best like prepare ourselves to integrate finance into our relationships because it's something that people don't like to talk about mm-hmm. unless they're like oh let's just make a lot of money yeah but when yeah. it comes to like like the real no offense like the real people who actually have real debt and mm-hmm. it's like we i'm that's why i'm so glad we're having this conversations because now we have a chance to be honest about where we're at and just be like hey like yeah it may suck where you are right now but there's so many opportunities to do better and like zach how did that play out for you and chelsea like did you guys have those conversations Dude, so similar, hey, to your stuff, Chad. Like, we, I actually owed Chelsea money when we were like friends. No way. And it was a big, yeah, it was dude, this like, this is the greatest spicy, thing dude. ever. Can we talk about how, like, we're, we're just like having these conversations and Zach, like, drops these bombs about, like, it. your and Chelsea's relationship. And I was like, wait, I didn't even know that. Like, dude, like you just, just being like, on her, her parents' couch for, like, on her couch for months when you guys were just friends and you, like, living on her couch for a year. Dude, I mean, I mean, I love listening to what you guys talk about because I'm like, true. Like that's, it makes, it, it just highlights the importance of like how crazy it is. Because yeah, mm-hmm. I, I owe Chelsea like a few grand. Wow. Uh, from a, good, a trip a good that chunk we took of money. to America. A few grand. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wow. when that trip yeah, that and, you came and visited us? Yeah, like, because I was like, thought I was going to have money for that trip and we got there and I didn't get paid, right? And And I just never got paid. It was like a whole, that's a whole nother story for like, business and stuff but yeah i just didn't get paid and so chelsea like being the absolute legend that she is like was like well we're here like obviously being a homie do stuff we can't (laughs) dude legit chelsea coming through and yeah dude and so owing chelsea money like when i was like we when we started dating and i was like okay i'm gonna pursue chelsea like i think i want to marry this girl i I know i want to marry this girl i was like oh dang i can't owe like this girl money (laughs) i just felt so like that's it was weighed so heavy on me. Mm-hmm. And so 
seriously, I remember um, Chad and I talking about this because I was like, I'm going to propose to Chelsea. Um, this is what I want to do. And this is the ring I want. And I was super sad that I couldn't afford this ring. And Chad was like, you need to know that like Chelsea is going to love you and we'll, will say yes and want to do this with you regardless of how much the ring was and what i did was i ended up paying chelsea off and all this other debt off with the money that i would have spent on a ring mm. oh like, that's so dope that that's, crazy? that's, that's so go, much dude. better dude so much better bro that's that's right. investing that's just showing that like that shows her that you're investing in your future together exactly. to set you guys up for exactly. long-term success rather than here and obviously like a ring is special mm. but like but dude, the bigger ring or the better the ring giving a ring to money <laughs> yeah That's, yeah dude that, like, what does that mean like if for her like the confliction in, within her if i was like here's this super bougie ring i bought you because i love you and she's like yeah but you owe me three grand like yeah, why, yeah, why yeah. did you not just yeah and i think dude, the ring symbolizes big... yeah the ring symbolizes the commitment it shouldn't symbolize exactly. how much cash you were able to blow on the yeah ring. exactly yeah and so, yeah, man, so that was a big, a big learning curve, but what it did, and I'm so glad we pushed through and I'm so glad I pushed through on it and made sure that like, Hey, I'm, I'm out of debt. Like Chelsea and I went in together, not on zero. We both had savings, but we went in together zero other than our student loans, which work really differently here in Australia, but they're still loans, but they're a little bit, it's a whole different thing, I guess. But, um, we went in together in our marriage, starting at zero together. And we both had this goal of, we wanted to put five grand in for like a month before we got married kind of thing. Mm. And, or even further, like, so that we, we knew that we were sorted. And I think it was the transparency that we had with each other to even be like, Hey, do you have five grand to put in together? Like, if you don't, that's okay. But that's the goal we want to set together. And it, dude, I worked my butt off that month because dude, I'm, not only did I pay off debt within those few months, I saved five grand to go in together with marriage. And Dude, I remember yeah, that period of time because you were breaking that down in weeks. Mm -hmm. And I remember yeah. you were like, I need yeah. to be making this much a week. And like you were getting extra jobs, extra like graphic design gigs, like whatever it was. I remember you just like hustling your tail off to make sure that you were meeting that goal. That Yeah, I don't know. That's so cool to hear and like remember all that. That's so sick. Yeah. Yeah, man. But that but look, and to be fully transparent, that doesn't mean I bought the ring cash. And and mm -hmm. that was a big thing that I had to like really disclose to Chelsea and be like, hey, I'm like it wasn't it wasn't an expensive ring. It wasn't something that I went crazy in, but I I was like, Wow, I just spent all this time trying to get out of debt to go into debt. And it's like, could I have just worked a little harder? Could I have mm -hmm. just done this? And it's and it's hard to not live in guilt of that still, even though it fully does not matter anymore. All that debt is gone. It's not like mm -hmm. it's still weighing on me, but it's, it's <clears throat> for me, I'm like, Hey, I, I really cut it like, like cut it close. I cut the line close where it's like, I still almost went into marriage with a burden that Chelsea didn't need to carry, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love your vulnerability there because money issues don't really go away. It's like, mm. it's like, there's times where we're making more money and that's nice, mm -hmm. but we all still have our different thoughts and feelings on money. And it's not like you just flip the script one day and all of a sudden you're like a finance guru, but <laughs> yeah. being able to communicate effectively with Chelsea is so important for you because then you can be raw and real about your financial situation and decisions. And she can, you know, say, Hey, like we can do this together. Cause I remember like with Tori, whenever she was deciding to move out to LA to be with me, she had this kind of rule of like, 
um, like she didn't want to move until she had a ring on the finger because obviously moving across the, the entire country, mm-hmm. you know, bef- without having a ring is like leaving work and friends and community and everything to mm-hmm. just go test something for out. your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but for me, it's like yeah, we yeah. never lived in the same city together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really wanted to know what it was like to be with each other in the same city. But with her, we she had like lost her job and then she started her own job and or she started her own company. Mm-hmm. And then it came down to like us talking about different financial systems together and i feel like it made it made us a lot closer even to the point where i remember the day that she paid off her debt we were Mm. sitting there together we were visiting santa barbara and um it was too windy for us to be at the beach so we just went and found this like little restaurant we're having lunch in and we were just talking about money because it's it's an important thing to normalize talking about with people that you can Mm. trust by the way and i i think that's so key the way you're talking about that too because you were separating, like you, your approach to finances with your girlfriend was different to your approach in marriage. Like mm-hmm. you weren't combining finances mm-hmm. when you were boyfriend and girlfriend. Like you're not married yet. That nope. responsibility isn't a together thing. Nope. You know what I mean? But you were encouraging her and both mm-hmm. honest and open in the conversation and planning for the marriage version of that to eventually be a thing. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's what I think that's like the first two points I'd made earlier Mm -hmm. about recognizing that we we each have a unique relationship with money Mm -hmm. is because if if I stormed up into that 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 restaurant with her and I have my opinions on getting out of debt because I'm all jacked up on this Dave Ramsey stuff, that's going to send a aggressive message to her whenever she has her own story. Mm hmm. You know, and so we sat there and we were talking about different stuff and how we feel about generosity, you know, and because mm-hmm. my mom, I love my mom. She she's been really big on that our whole entire life is mm-hmm. she had this thing on, on like this little piece of art for me that says be a go getter and a go giver. Mm, and that's really cool. Whenever I said I have a spending problem, sometimes those things were on people's GoFundMes. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't just for stuff for myself and mm-hmm. like, but I, I didn't know how to manage it for myself, but I was mm-hmm. just very free with it. Cause I knew how to do well with a little. And mm-hmm. so like I could operate off of, you know, 800 bucks a month and mm-hmm. then just give the rest to whatever. Yeah. But with Tori, I remember her saying, do you think I should pay off my debt? And I'm like, mm-hmm. can you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, uh, yeah. I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it was, yeah. it was a fun experience mm-hmm. because I didn't put any unnecessary pressure on her and she didn't feel that pressure from me. She didn't feel less than that. She had debt. I mean, and I low key had like 10 times more than her just like a few months prior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, I love that we normalized it and it felt comfortable to talk about. And mm-hmm. it's, it should be something that we talk about in a healthy setting where we're not mm-hmm. projecting our own feelings and thoughts onto somebody, but we can encourage them to make good financial decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what else I think is really good to talk about in and kind of have an open dialogue about in like a healthy way is these next few ads that are gonna play. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. So to segue from what we've been talking about this whole entire podcast, I think it'd be a a good way to end is just to add a few practical tips and you guys can add whatever else. I'm I'm just going to give one thing that Jess and I do that really helps us stay on the same page, um, Mm. like with our finances and make, make sure that we are attacking it together, you know? Um, and you guys can cut me off and add stuff wherever you feel fit. But, um, did you say add? Oh <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that would have been such a good one. Are you kidding Dude, me? That's so funny. Sorry, oh but gosh. that would have been a really good I one. I know that would have been a good one. <laughs> um, so one of the things that Jess and I do is is we have a spreadsheet that is basically it's an expense tracker that kind of acts as our budget as well. It's like a budget slash expense tracker. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically, it's an Excel spreadsheet and it's the, all the different rows on the top. We have c- dining and coffee. The next one is uh, groceries and home essentials. Then we have, you know, parking, gas and transportation. We have, you know, different, we have a miscellaneous column for the kind of things that are random sometimes. Um, I don't know what's, what's not, giving, a giving yep. an entertainment one, just different categories. And we basically, and the numbers have adjusted based off of like from the first time when we made the spreadsheet to 
what we actually spend and what we want to keep things under and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And each column has at the top of the column, there are two uh, number amounts. The first one is what is budgeted. And then the one underneath is the total amount that is spent for that month. Mm -hmm. And then as we go and, and we do it, we input it manually. And there's a reason for that. I'll, I'll get to that. But we input it manually. So as we go and we have it on a spreadsheet that both Jess and I are connected to on like Google Drive or whatever. Mm -hmm. And as we spend something, whenever I swipe a card or whatever, I either take the receipt or I remember, and it's become a habit, building habits, shout out. Yeah. So it's become a habit. And every time I see, you know, um, I spent $6.30 at Starbucks. I like remember like, okay, $6.30. And like right after I you know, Apple pay or swipe my card or whatever it is, I pull out my phone and enter that 630 into the expense tracker. And I can see as the numbers are adding up and stuff like that. And it really makes you, it, it adds that element of kind of like the, the painful element of spending money that makes you habitually spend less because you actually realize how much you are spending. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there, uh, so we added our assistant, Victoria, she is now part of that expense tracker because whenever she goes out and buys something for us or yep. if she if she goes and gets groceries or whatever it is that you know we have her do, um, if she spends money on something, we have her input that into our expense tracker as well. And at first when we were kind of like going through that and trying to figure out, oh, should we add her? We want her money, or the money that she is spending to also be tracked on that thing she had mentioned like, oh, there's apps that can do this and, um, you know, it kind of will do it automatically. So then at the end of the month, you can look at it and the categories are all there. And I mean, the main reason why I didn't want to do, there's like the two reasons why I didn't want to go through like those apps is because a lot of times they like input it wrong and stuff yeah. like that. And then if you have multiple bank accounts, that, that mm -hmm. kind of got a little weird too. So just doing it manually worked for us, but also the actual habit of inputting the money man and inputting mm -hmm. the dollar amounts manually and seeing how much it's adding up per month and constantly being aware yeah. of like how close you're getting to reaching your budget. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I have a week left in the month and I've already, I only have 10 bucks left on, um, you Expenses. know, coffee and dining yeah. for this month. Like, I guess I'm making coffee at home for the rest of the week. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that sort of thing that you, you're setting these boundaries for your family to keep yourself from from developing bad habits and victoria it was probably like three days ago we were uh, she was inputting some of the numbers into the spreadsheet and she's like you know this is crazy but there really is something to manually inputting all this mm -hmm. stuff into a spreadsheet rather yeah. than it just happening yeah like an automatic app or something like that so that is one like really practical thing that you're sitting down and it's it's not something that like now we have the spreadsheet and the numbers stay the same every month. I mean, mm -hmm. eventually it can get to that point. Jess and I rarely like refine it now, but it was a process of like, okay, we actually kind of need to spend this much here mm -hmm. depending on that. And like, oh, we spend way less here than we actually thought we do. We can adjust that number to like keep it all in. But yeah, that's kind of our, our approach to like to on the daily be on the same page with each other with finances. I love that because I actually manually pay everything. Like you're... Credit cards, rent, credit oh. cards, all utilities. Oh, you manually. I have pay to log stuff. in every single month. I do the same thing, dude. The because hustle. I have I have to rip the bandaid off. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. annoying because you can set up mm -hmm. auto pay, mm -hmm. but that's when you can start coasting. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. See, yeah. that's a problem we ran into because we do have a lot of things on auto pay, like the mortgage and all mm -hmm. those types of things. But um, 
yeah, what we've been doing is really because because our situation is a little weird when you, well, I mean, anyone who kind of is self-employed, if you like kind of have your business Mm -hmm. and then your personal finances, especially in our line of work, it meshes so much. And you're like, Oh, is this a business expense? Is this a personal expense? Like, what is that? Like, like how does, how do I separate this stuff? So, and we have quite a few like different bank accounts based on like, you know, where money is flowing and like different businesses that we have and stuff like that. So, um, we're we really try and recently there's been so many of those like auto payments and random things and now like the new house expenses and stuff like that that we've been developing a bunch of different kind of like expense reports um that break everything down and it has like every payment we know where it's attached to whether the Mm -hmm. auto payment is coming out of a bank account whether it's coming out of a credit card what credit card it's coming out of what like just exactly where it's attached to and where that auto payment is and then at the bottom of those expense reports the total numbers that are being spent on each card like this is how much we're racking up per month on mm. auto payments on credit cards this is how much is coming straight out of the bank account and which bank account it is and this you know and it kind of like breaks that down mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of homework and we're, we were lucky enough to have an assistant who's really capable at kind of helping that so she really helped us you know kind of put all that yeah. together but that's like it's being intentional and then we sit down me, Jess, and our assistant um, sitting down and we put it on the TV and kind of review things. And Jess and I are sitting there like, man, we need to, like literally, it was probably like a month and a half ago, we're sitting there looking at the TV like, man, we need to change a few things because we weren't aware that this is, uh, like like the house was the the uh, auto payments on, mm-hmm. on certain things, maintenance on the house and bills and stuff was going to be like this. So, you know, we're going to change these few things here. Let's uh, try and see if there's a different, I don't know, a pool guy or something like, yeah. oh, this pool guy's cheaper, but he's actually better. You know, just like really yeah. me- being intentional with how we're going to approach our finances and stuff yeah. and it being a monthly thing. Yeah, I really love what you're saying because it's kind of bringing it back full circle about what you said earlier regarding money being a tool. Mm-hmm. And just like with any specific tool you that you have, you use it for a specific reason because tools mm-hmm. are meant to be used. And that's what you guys are doing with your money is you're using it appropriately. Yeah. And you, you want to use it and it's not purely, and, and I'm saying all this, you know, and kind of like explaining this whole thing. Jess and I, like the goal is to use it for the glory of mm-hmm. God. Right. But yeah. there is, what's that verse where enjoy the fruits of your labor. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you, you can enjoy it and using for things, but you do want to be generous with it. And you do want, you, you know, you want all of these things, but being very intentional talks mm-hmm. about it in the Bible too, with the parable of the talents and stuff like that. Like you, you need to be investing properly and, and, and be very intentional with your finances. Cause if you have a heart for generosity, there's like the unhealthy giver where, Yes. They could destroy their family by being so generous mm-hmm. to other people that they're, that, that they're starving and their family's yeah. starving, where you can potentially be so much more generous if you properly set up your finances in a way that it's going to grow and, and grow in a healthy way that yep. you can continue to, to be giving generously. And as you're you know building that wealth and being responsible with those finances you're able to bless other people through it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that compound interest thing. Like the more, the more, the more it grows, the more it grows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been rambling on for a while here, but you've been crushing it, dude. Oh, oh, you've been getting a, a lot of good practical stuff. This, sorry. My two responses were to try to close it out. <laughs> Zach, could you tell? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, were they? And then I just come back and I'm like, yeah, but here's more. That's like my third time this episode trying to close it. I'm not hating. I'm just yeah. This one's pretty long. This one's pretty long. Any anyway, guys. That's I know I ram I know I rambled on for a bit, but I um, I don't know. I just I just felt like I wanted to. This podcast went pretty long, but I wanted to just at the end of that whole conversation. I want we we added some meaning to it, and I definitely wanted to add some some a few practical elements, and maybe in a future podcast, we can even get more into that and kind of like the systems of really building out like financial stability within um, a relationship. But I mean, ultimately being on the same page with, with your partner and knowing your roles, you know, where, where it is in just a relationship before you're married. And then once you're married, how that combines and when you're on the same team, like moving forward and some of those practical elements to really implement that and, and build those habits. So um, we're, we just encourage you guys to really, I, I guess, take that to heart and be really intentional and purposeful with the way you approach your finances with your partner. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Prompt Us. And remember, you can follow us at Prompt Us Podcast on Instagram. That's our handle, at Prompt Us Podcast. And that is where you can submit prompts that will be topics that we discuss in future episodes. Appreciate you guys tons, and we'll talk again in the next one. Prompt Us is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.